Hi, welcome to Coffee Break for Your Soul. Encouragement for your journey, your story, for you. A podcast where we'll explore what it means to spark joy, to rest and refresh, and live as God's beloved. Where I share what I'm learning on my journey as it unfolds with you. I'm your host, Bonnie Gray, author of Whispers of Rest and Finding Spiritual White Space. Don't forget, I love to answer your questions, so post your questions for me on Facebook or Instagram at the Bonnie Gray. If you're not on Facebook, go to my website, which is thebonniegray.com. Together we'll discover what being the beloved might look like in your life and mine. Now, breathe, pull up a chair, I'll pour the coffee. Let's begin. Henry David Thoreau said, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life. Thoreau had to go and escape to the woods, and he had to spend two years there in order to find some meaning and to figure out what are the essentials in his life. Well, we are going to take a little time together on this podcast, on this show, and we're going to ask some questions. We're going to ask ourselves, what would it mean to live deliberately? And what does success look like? What is your idea of success? Um, What would that life of meaning look like in your life and in mine? So the interesting thing is the world often looks for a step-by-step plan. We often look for a step-by-step plan, but God offers his hand. God tenderly whispers, here's my heart, take my hand. I won't leave you. I will help you. I love you. And so this journey is not one where we need to make alone. This is a journey we can make together. And that's the idea that we want to explore today. As we begin, I want us to enjoy God's whispers in Psalm chapter 143, verse 8. Let me hear your unfailing love, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. I think this is a wonderful prayer for us this week and today. Let me hear, God, your unfailing love. For I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Where we walk as followers of a loving God is going to be directed by his love. That's the beautiful thing, and that's what's special and different and unique. And how God says, I love you, is going to sound differently to you and to me and to each person. So that's the fun part of it. Well, let me first start by saying hello and welcome. For some of you, um, I'm totally new voice. (laughs) And to hopefully most of you, I am just the voice of the friend that you have met in my book, Whispers of Rest. That's the newest book that I just released this summer. And I had the privilege and honor of spending 40 days with many of you in the private Facebook uh, book club. 
And the reason why I wanted to start off by saying hello to everybody, it's because of the friends that I met in the Whispers of Rest book club over the summer, because when I released the book, I said, you know what, I actually, I spent three years writing this book, and I said, hey, I actually want to meet the people that are going to be reading the book, and I want to spend every day on the 40-day journey. It's 40 days of God's love of Whispers of Frets. It's a 40-day journey to spark joy, to restore calm and peace to your heart, and to do loving things for yourself with God. And so all for the purpose of becoming the beloved. That's really who we all are. Deep inside the way God made us, we are each God's beloved. So I said, I want to spend every day with you guys, and I want to hear like, you know, after spending so many years writing it, I want to know, okay, what is God saying to you? And how's God inviting you to his love? And how are you restoring a sparking joy and feeling the intimacy of God again? So it was really an honor and privilege to walk with many of you over the summer. Well, something really unexpected happened during this time. And I'm going to tell you the story really quick so we can start off. It's the first show of this new kind of podcast. So we're going to take a little time to kind of want to give you the backstory, but we're going to jump right into it. We are definitely going to be jumping into asking ourselves the questions about meaningful life and how we can take steps to experience it. Okay. But I got to take this little time to talk about why we're even here. Okay. So I'm here because of you guys, because one thing that happened I didn't expect was that once a week during this uh, book club, um, it's a six-week journey of 40 days of God's love, and I wanted to answer people's questions because as people were, you know, trying the material and, and breathing it in and soaking in, um, there were so many questions, like real questions about what are the obstacles and why is it difficult? And... I was so blown away. Everybody was sharing from their hearts. And so I decided to do a Facebook Live at the end of every week where I would answer questions. Well, it turned out that this was one of everybody's highlight of the week. And it was interesting to me because, you know, um, in Starbucks, they I don't believe they do this anymore. They used to do this. You know, the coffee grinds after the baristas finish making the coffees, there's all this leftover used coffee grinds, right? They would put it out in front and they would say free and you could take it home to use as fertilizer for the soil that you're growing things. It would just be this rich nutrient. Well, it turns out things that I thought were maybe quote-unquote leftovers. They're just kind of unedited, unfiltered reactions and responses to everybody's questions that I shared through the Facebook Live. They actually were very life-giving and encouraging, and it really helped people to feel like, hey, we're not alone in all this, and I could share like real stories from my heart. And so it turned out that everybody wanted more of that. And so I took a poll and I asked them, well, do you want it in a podcast format or you want it, me to do continue doing the Facebook Lives? It was kind of evenly split, but one thing that um, a lot of people said that voted for the podcast, um, they had said that, hey, you know, I could take you with me. We can have this conversation, whether I'm driving in the car, taking a walk, or maybe doing chores around the house. And so it kind of nudged me over to that side of doing a podcast. Now, I want to tell you that I actually 
didn't really want to do it because it wasn't something that I'd ever done before. And so I've been sharing um, with those of you that are with me online on Instagram or Facebook, I've been sharing that God's been putting a passion project on my heart, but it's been like the seed that I've been wanting to just like brush away. Like I didn't want to plant this seed. I did not want to water this seed of doing a podcast because as an author, after I finished my first book, um, there is this kind of pressure to then want to write the next book or to spend my time and resources to kind of like promote the book and go and try to get as many people to hear about the book. And that's kind of the realities, right? Of being an author, you want to be responsible to get as many people to be able to receive the message. But the seed that y'all have planted in my heart, God has just been like keeping it there and it's not going away. (laughs) It's not going away. And there's actually been another seed that's been in my heart and it has nothing to do with writing any more books or doing any more, I guess, what you might call promotional work. Um, And I just feel like it hasn't made sense to me. Now, as you're listening to me, I want you to think about your own journey with God. Even though you may not be an author, there's we're kind of at the same journey of listening to God, what God may be whispering to us, what he may be calling you to do that would give more meaning to your life. Then there are other voices that are full of expectation, that are more stressful voices of voices that maybe are calling you to prove yourself or calling you to stay safe. And, but there's these seeds, these whispers that God have placed on your heart. And it could have been for many years. Um, this idea for a podcast actually hasn't been new. I've been wanting to do one for like five years, if you can believe it. But I've never done one before. I don't know if it would be any good. There's so much self-doubt. So maybe you may be feeling this way, that there's a part of you and it may not be a podcast, okay, but there's a part of you have been wanting to do something new. Um, something you've always longed to do that would give you rest and refreshment to explore. But it's kind of hard to listen to that quiet voice, right? So we're going to explore. I'm going to share with you what are some of the things that hindered me and then share with you how God kind of has been encouraging me. And the reason why this podcast is really outside of my comfort zone is because I decided that usually I disappear for about two, three years after I write a book and I actually go and kind of live my life and as God shows me things he wants me to learn, then I, it becomes a book. And then I see you two, three years later, I say, hello, I have a new book. Let me share with you what God's been teaching me. (laughs) But as people have been sharing, hey, Bonnie, you know, we really enjoyed journeying with you. Can you please do podcast or Facebook live? I've been thinking, hey, here's something radical. Rather than disappearing for another two, three years, what if I were to share my journey with you and share the lessons that I'm learning as I go along? I know that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) I thought it sounds good, good idea, but it's like scares me, right? Because I don't even know what it is that God's gonna be sharing with me. And gosh, what if, I I don't know, it's just so unexpected, right? But let me tell you what, um, I've been learning that God 
is always at work in the areas of our lives where (laughs) we feel most unsure. That's because God is all about faith. And faith is where we feel unsure and weak. But God's presence, his love and his kindness, that's when it's most strong. And that is the worthy, worthy, worthy work of creating meaning in our lives. And it's a labor of love. It's not work like a checklist. It's a journey that unfolds. Okay, so there is this great quote I love from Anne Lamont from Plan B. She's one of my favorite writers. And she says, when God is going to do something wonderful, he or she always starts with a hardship. When God is going to do something amazing, he starts with an impossibility. That's kind of like where I've been. Okay, so five years ago, I had my first panic attack. And in order to heal, I wrote about this in my first book, Finding Spiritual White Space. I had to uncover some really painful memories from my childhood. We're not going to talk about that on this podcast, but um, the the word that God gave me, which was something completely new to me and foreign, was the word beloved. Why would God, during the most, like, painful times in my life, and I'm like full of anxiety. I I didn't feel like I was of any, like I couldn't do anything. I, I, I was a person who had always served, always involved in ministries, and I had to just stop everything in my life. My life was just like this total white space. <laughs> and God was saying, beloved, you are my beloved. So that's when I was named beloved. But I even wrote, and I'm going to turn to my journal right now. So this podcast is really having coffee together. So you're going to hear pages turning and I'm looking through my notes. It's a real life coffee date for us. Okay. So I wrote in my journal, this is way back. Okay. Many years I said, what, uh, how can I become the beloved? What does it mean to be the beloved? What does it look like? And what actions am I to take? So even though I got the word, I had no idea what that meant. I mean, it sounds nice, but I would never associate that word with me, beloved. I mean, I know God loves me. I know the truth of it, and I, I, I'm thankful for it, but I didn't, never felt like that would be like my name. Does that make sense? So then that started a journey, a three-year journey to rest as a beloved, to learn what does it actually mean to be the beloved. And that is Whispers of Rest. So that's the book that I just released. And you all have been so wonderful to support and enjoy. And so um, I'm going to do a book club again in January due to popular request. But even though I'm doing the book club Whispers of Rest in January, in my own personal life, um, God is inviting me to go on a new journey. So for those of you who've read um, both my first book and the second book, you know that there's um, a therapist that I was working with in my first book to heal from anxiety and panic attacks. And Dr. P, um, you know, towards the last um, session that I had with him, you know, because I I had um, finished my journey of healing, Dr. P said, now, now that you've had heard God's whispers of rest, you've learned to rest as a beloved, and I'm still learning, by the way, it's continual. Dr. P says, you now should have your inner life, the way you feel, be reflected in your outer life. You need to have your outer life reflect the rest that's in your inner life. Does that make sense? So um, first I was named the beloved, then I learned to rest as the beloved. Now I'm learning to build my life as the beloved. 
So now I need to actually take actions to have the world, like my exterior, external world, um, reflect who I am inside that I've learned to rest in. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's the journey I'm on. Okay. And that's why this is like totally outside of my comfort zone, because this is something that I don't know how to do. Okay. So I'm going to be taking some steps to do it and I'm going to share what I'm learning week by week. And I'm going to take you along with me. Okay. All right. So we have spent some time, you know, learning about where this journey has been and where I want to take you. So I want you to come with me. I want you to be part of it by also thinking about what is a life of meaning that God is calling you to build? What is he asking you to build with him? Because, you know, it's getting towards the end of the year and it's such a beautiful time of reflection. It's, um, I've said that autumn I've said this online as I've shared pictures in Instagram and Facebook that autumn is a beautiful time of springtime for me. <laughs> it feels like spring to me because things are being let go and there's the leaves, everything in nature tells us that there is a season where we need to let go. We let go because there's something new coming. There's something new God's inviting us to. So what is it that gives your life meaning? What is it that gives your life meaning? Okay, what gives your life meaning? I want to challenge you to think about this first point is that in order to know this, you must nurture yourself. The first thing you must do is you must nurture yourself. And um, this is one of the most difficult things that people come across. So I want to be able to answer your questions too, because um, I have found there's so many questions that have been asked. I haven't had a chance to answer them all. So I want to answer them on these podcasts. So a lot of people feel like, I feel so guilty taking time out to nurture myself. Um, so I wanted to encourage you that um, there's this widow in the scripture and Jesus said that he was looking at everybody in the temple um, putting in their offering and the rich people were putting in their offering, but Jesus noticed the widow. The scriptures say that the widow has put in more than all the others. That's what Jesus said. He said, for they have all contributed out of the surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live in, live on. So the widow put in two small copper coins. And so Maybe for you, it's very difficult to do things that nurture you, yourself. But God says that you are the living temple. This widow in the story was putting money into um, the care of God's temple. But you know, in the New Testament, after you know Jesus resurrected, the temple we know, God's real temple is you, your body, your heart, your mind, your soul. Who you are is God's temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says that don't you know yourselves are God's temple. It's God's spirit that dwells in you, among you. So it's, you are God's temple. So first and foremost, first priority is you need to nurture yourself. You need to nurture yourself to find a life of meaning. The first thing to do is you need to nurture yourself because when you can feel, you can hear your heart, you can know your needs, your longing, your desires, you can find this answer of what is meaningful to you. 
at least right now in your season, and the seasons change, right? So maybe what had been meaningful to you in the past isn't meaningful to you now as meaningful, okay? Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, so what is it that makes you come alive? Now, there is a um, there is a kind of exercise that I did that I want to share with you. Um, this is a really helpful exercise that has helped me and my husband, when I showed it to him, he called it, Bonnie, this is your lighthouse. You need to return to this. When you get, when you get confused and you forget, or maybe sometimes you're out, you know, on social media is kind of a dangerous place because we tend to compare. <laughs> um, and I often say that social media, all the research that I've done about social media, um, it actually hasn't been good because social media um, triggers us to compare. So um, it's one of the pitfalls. Um, it's actually a normal thing. You know, we, we're all learn, made to learn. And one of the first functions that we have in learning is comparison. We learn by comparison. And it's an automatic thing that our brain does. And is when we see something new, we will compare uh, the reference with our own database. And that's how we learn. So unfortunately, when we're looking at only the happy, you know, moments in everybody's lives, then you know, it will compare with the realities, which on everyday basis, there are challenges. Anyhow, so this lighthouse that my husband um, refers to, I went through the exercise of writing down a few things. I'm going to list them. And for those of you who are in the private Facebook group for Whispers of Rest, I'm going to post it there. Okay. So, and I want you to, to do this exercise this week and next week, I'm gonna share like the next steps, okay? So I wrote down, it's just total brainstorm. I wrote down journaling. I wrote down what I love, okay? What I love, just, just start brainstorming that. What is it that you love, okay? Second, what I don't like, and I had this like kind of sad face on it. <laughs> First, what I love, I had a heart and a happy face. Then I said, what I don't like, yuck, I said. These are things I don't like. You can be honest. These are the things you don't like. Um, and you can just go through and just brainstorm that. Then I asked myself, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Because God is, every, every one of us is discovering, continually growing in our faith. We're growing into who God created us to be. And God created us to be his beloved. God created us to be his beloved. So when you think, hey, as the beloved, when I think of myself as someone who is loved, here is who I want to be. Here are the attributes that I would like to be. And, you know, then you list it, okay? And then I listed who I was, but I don't want to be anymore. So then I listed who I was, but I don't want to be anymore. This is the part of scripture where it says, we put off the old and we put on the new. There's scripture that says, we are putting off the old and putting on the new. And let me go ahead and type this in right now so I can give you the scripture for that. That's in Ephesians chapter four, verse 22. We are to put off the old and put on the new. So we look at what we love and who we want to become as God's beloved. What are the attributes we want to move towards? But we also want to look at maybe who I was, 
that I don't want to be anymore. This is the old part of us. Okay, so this exercise really helped put me in touch with what are the things that would give meaning to my life right now. We all know that life of meaning is about love, relationships, community, being known. Okay, we know this. It's like any kind of self-help message, any kind of awesome movie we watch, any kind of beautiful song we listen to, we know that these are the things that give life meaning. But the question is more, how does this look like in your life? I should say, what, what does this look like in your life? And then what do we need to do to experience it? So these are the questions that help you make that translation. Does that make sense? And so resting, resting in who you are, what's happening in your life, what your needs are, all these things are going to help you answer these questions and put you in touch with them. So there is this one quote that I love. It's just been speaking to me, and I wrote about this in Whispers of Rest. It's just, it's just been so resonating. And um, it's from, let me look up here. I want to get the words right. <laughs> okay, this quote is from author and theologian, Dr. Howard Thurman. Okay, he says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because of what the world needs is people who have come alive. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. All right, so back to that widow with two copper coins. Maybe you're thinking, well, what makes me come alive? These things are so simple. Uh, or maybe not so simple. But this, this story about the widow's two copper coins is really encouraging because it says that God sees you and he values our efforts. He values every movement we make towards nurturing what makes you the beloved. Remember, you are God's temple. So you might, you and I, we might look at what everybody else is doing. We've got, we, we're just looking at our two little coins and we're thinking, oh my gosh, like this, this is like nothing. This probably won't even result in anything. Well, it, it's not what it results in. It's who you're with. It's who sees you and what Jesus values and treasures. It's, it's the thing that is small, the thing that is meaningful to you that we often put to the side. Isn't that true? Okay, so for me, what that is, I'm going to say it now, it's kind of scary for me because I've never really voiced it out loud, is that I actually always been curious about like whether I was artistic. Um, the way I grew up, again, if you read my first book and you'll, you'll know, like I grew up basically surviving my childhood. And, um, I mean, it, God gave me the grace. It turned out very positive because I did really well in school. Um, I'm very good with, you know, getting things done. I'm really good at problem solving. And I picked engineering at the time as my major because I, you know, I, I just felt like it would just be too difficult for me to go the artistic method, um, route of, like my first love was writing and um, it just didn't seem practical. 
and, you know, somebody in my life and, you know, had said, well, everybody wants to be a writer. Why, you know, that, that's, that's not what you're meant to do. So we have different expectations that people put on us as to what would be meaningful, right? Um, but I've always been curious whether like my life would have turned out differently if it had been, you know, I had pursued, had the freedom to pursue the artistic life and having, um, healed from panic attacks and now I'm able to breathe, having to, you know, overcome a season of depression. Um, and that depression was actually good for me because I'd never been depressed before in my life. And that was because I never faced a part of my my memories and the things that hurt me or had to think about the people that were hurtful towards me. I, I never did anything about it. I just kind of like endured it and thought that that's what God would want me to do. But after I realized, you know what? These things in my life are hurtful to me. These things in my life are not healthy. These people in my life are not relationships that God wants me to give a doorway to. Once I kind of came to that realization um, my therapist had told me, hey, it's natural, it's normal to be depressed. <laughs> Another way to think about it is that we have to grieve what we've lost. Does that make sense? We have to grieve what we've lost. We have to grieve what we don't have. And then there's hope. There's hope. There's hope because then we can be free to be who God calls us to be. So when I was little, when we were in junior high, we could only pick one elective. I don't know about you, but I was stuck. I was like, should I choose home ec, which was cooking and baking, or should I choose painting and art? So one thing about me is I grew up uh, Chinese American. So my mom um, and my dad, they uh, immigrated from Hong Kong. China. And I was born here. I was born in San Francisco, Chinatown. And at home, I ate Chinese food every day. Like at home, I lived Chinese culture, Chinese life. You know what I mean? But then when I went to school, I lived my American life, if that makes sense. So, but I, I had never known how to bake. Okay. So I always wanted to know how to bake. And for some reason, I just really loved apple pies. And so I was like, oh, but I want to paint because it just seems like fun and it's beautiful, but I love apple pie. <laughs> That's something I can do. So, oh, it was a hard decision, but I picked baking and I don't regret it. Of course, I loved, I, I made, the first thing I baked was snickerdoodles or maybe it was cornbread in a box. I don't remember, but I loved baking because we ultimately did make a pie in the class. And I'm like, to this day, I love baking, but I didn't get a chance to paint. And so that, that, that just kind of continued into junior high and high school. And then in high school, you know, everything was about academics and making sure that I had what it took to like be able to get into college and have a great GPA and, you know, move to a better quote unquote station in my life, right? Which God enabled me to do by his grace. But I've always wanted to like learn about art. So um, for me, what makes me come alive, I feel could be art. I think it is, but I've never done it. So for me, that is the journey where God has me on. Um, it doesn't make sense because, I mean, I know it's not something that I can get an ROI on. I know I'm not going to, you know, be painting anything or selling it. Um, next week is going to be my birthday. I'm turning 
47. Seriously, guys, 47. I mean, uh, you know, if I was in my 20s, maybe I'd feel like that would make sense, but I'm 47. But God, God's voice is timeless, isn't it? God's whispers of love is timeless. And so God is saying, Bonnie, I would like you to be the beloved, and I'm inviting you. Come with me. I want you to experience this rest. I want you to experience this beauty. Come take a watercolor class or come take an art class. So that's where I'm at. Okay, so I want you to now think about what is that one thing and that one step in this coming week, okay? Because I'm just kind of bringing you along with me on this journey. For you, it's not watercolor. For you, could be fill in the blank. What is it that would make you come alive? Maybe it's just taking a walk. Maybe it's something you want to do is just to be able to go on walks more. Or maybe you've missed something that you've left back in your childhood. Or something like me, like maybe you, you, you relate to my journey where you never got a chance to do it in your childhood. Maybe in your child, you were too busy surviving something. Maybe in your childhood, you were too busy meeting other people's expectations. And um, by God's grace, he blessed that season of your life. Okay? Um, that's a beautiful season of your life. But God is saying, hey, I, I'm bringing you on a different journey to hear my whispers of rest. So what is that one thing that God is wanting you to do this week towards that one thing that makes you come alive? What is that one thing? Okay, so I'm going to start researching uh, what kind of classes are nearby because, you know, the sign-ups are probably registration is going to happen and starting January. So that's a big step for me because there are, are a whole list of other things that I could be doing with my time. Um, I'm uh, a, a mom. Once the kids get off school at two, I'm full-time mom, so... From morning till two, I have a little time, but you know, it's really hard to know what to do with that time. Do I do it, spend it on things that I'm competent with, something that I can produce, or is it going to be something that feeds my soul? And it's going to be a combination of those things, right? So just make sure that you don't lose sight that it's a combination of what you have to do, because we all live in the real world, but you don't forget the part of you that God whispers to. The part of you that God says, you are my beloved. You need to make time and space and prioritize nurturing you. Nurturing you, okay? Um, and this is something else that I had shared. Um, and people really resonated with this as I posted it um, online. I said, just because there are a thousand things you can do, it doesn't mean that you should do them. That one thing you want to do, you always brush away. But God whispers, do it anyway. Yes, do that. Okay, do that. God says in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 8 to 10, God says, I choose you. I haven't forgotten you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. So we might have forgotten a part of ourselves, you know, but that part of you that's moves towards rest and peace and love and beauty and peace. The parts of you that still can feel those things, God has not forgotten that part of you. That's the soulful part of you. And God has not forgotten that part of you. And anytime you take time out to quiet yourself, whether it's through listening to a song, taking a walk, 
whether it's having a cup of tea, whether it's just sitting and looking out at the trees outside for a moment, all these pockets of quietness will remind you of that seed that hasn't been destroyed or put away. Even though there are a thousand things that you are competent and able to do, God is calling you to that quiet voice in you where he wants to love you. And you're, you and I, we're the only people that can take action to allow God to love us in that way. Well, I want to answer uh, two of your questions at the end of this podcast now. That's uh, another reason why I want to do this podcast now. I've shared with you where I am in my journey. Um, I want you to share with me. So um, if you're in the Facebook book club, um, and if you're not, please join. You can join by going to whispersofrest.com and you'll get a Facebook invitation. I want you to um, download the document that I'm going to be posting. That is the Lighthouse Questions. And um, if you're online, I'll also be posting these questions. I want you to just, um, for the listeners that um, aren't on Facebook, just, just think about it. One, what makes you come alive? That's what's going to give you meaning in your current season of life. And second, what is the one step that you can take this week? to move towards God's peace, God's rest, beauty, and love. And if you'd like to share so that we can turn social media into a place of authenticity and not just, you know, uh, there's just so much image crafting, but if you want it to be a place of rest, which you have done for me, because there's, I love all the comments and this, the honest conversations, post those moments with hashtag whispers of rest. I'd love to see what is giving you a feeling of God's peace and love and beauty. Okay, so I'm going to answer questions now that people have asked me, okay? When you have a question, please send it to me. You can go to my website, thebonnegray.com, or you could just post on Instagram or Facebook um, you know, during the week, and I'll see it, and I'll answer it. I'll pick some questions to answer. All right, so here is here are two questions people have asked me, okay? And when you ask me, I'll just kind of change the names so that, you know, it'll be, you don't have to feel like you're being exposed. <laughs> and, um, but these are questions that I pick are ones that probably applied to a lot of people. You might not think so, but more likely than not, the thing that you're afraid to share is the one that we're all dying to ask. So please ask. Okay. So one question somebody wanted to ask is, um, she said, I want to know, and this is Katie. Again, these names haven't changed <laughs> and they're all sweet, beautiful names. So um, Katie asked, my friend wanted to know, um, how do I know if God is telling me an idea or whether it's my own idea? So that's her question. She's saying, how do I know if, you know, idea that we have is actually from God or it's my own? And it's so funny because whenever somebody asks me that question, it's almost like, it's like basically a negative kind of voice when you say, how do I know if it's God putting it out in my heart? Or what if it's mine? It's like, it's like this negative thing, right? If something's from our own hearts, we think it's negative. And interestingly enough, my son, Josh, he's, he just turned 12 this month, but he was 11 when he asked me. And he asked me, mom, um, how do I know if something pops in my head or my mind and it's God telling me, or is it like my own? And so I'm going to answer this question the same way I answered Josh. <laughs> it's the same way I answered Josh. I said, this, this is the answer. Okay. 
you, if you're a child of God, okay, the Bible says that we've been adopted by God and that the Holy Spirit, remember I was talking about the temple, the Holy Spirit lives in you, okay? Jesus is with you and you are with him. So if you have an idea, it comes from you. That is a good thing. That is a good thing. God is with you. And so this is a journey where God is going to take you on a journey. You know, I told this to Josh. I said, you know, when Jesus um, was getting a lot of interest, people following him, when the first uh, John's disciples were asking him, where do you live? And Jesus says, scripture tells us, Jesus said, come and see. You know, he didn't give them a lecture. He said, come and see. So experiences are very important to Jesus. Experiences are very important to Jesus and to God because he's more interested in experiencing life with us rather than just giving us the answers and telling us what to do. Because this is a relationship of love. If you think about uh, you know, any relationship, whether you're dating or um, married, um, or even you have children or you're, you have girlfriends, um, you're with your friends, you know, all the experiences that are most memorable are the ones we, we experiences, we have experiences, right, together. And so it's not so much talking about it, it's really doing life together. So I tell Josh and I, I tell Katie and I tell, remind all of us that what you are a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit, and so an idea that comes from you is one that is beautiful because God made you to be like him. God is creative. God is alive. Faith is vibrant. So if you have an idea, you should explore it. You should go with God and explore it because you're safe. You're safe with him. However it turns out, this idea I'm asking you to pursue or listen to God to follow we don't know how to end up. I don't know how this podcast is going to end up, right? <laughs> I don't know what's going to be like to go take this watercolor class, but God is more interested in living through experiences with us. And so if something, and this is the second thing I told Josh, I said, the spirit have, uh, there's fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. Any thing that moves you towards any fruit of the spirit that makes you feel love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All these things are good. This is just moving in the direction of the Holy Spirit. Galatians also tells us that we're no longer under a spirit of slavery or fear because we're a child of God. So that's what makes us different from, say, another person who is not connected to God's love. Um, somebody that's not connected to God, uh, we don't doesn't have that command co companionship. We would be afraid because whatever result is, we'd be scared, right? We'd be the ones responsible. But we're on this journey with Jesus, so whatever happens, it's a journey that is shared, and He has the resources of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness to 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 guide us through it. And we have each other. Okay, so I would say. How do we know? It's not, we have a lot of the standard answers. Obviously, you don't want to do something that's against God's will in scripture. You know, obviously you can talk to other people, but that one I'm kind of half-half because depending on where somebody is on their journey, they may agree or not agree with your idea. So I think the most important thing is to know that 
you, you're a child of God, you, you have God with you, and the idea that you have can be a seed planted by God through your creativity, your story, your needs, and your desire. And with him, you can move forward and he'll guide you. He will. Okay. Second thing I tell Josh is, um, is to be able to just know that spending time with God and talking to him, that's going to also help you. All right. So now I want to talk about two practices that are really good for soul care. Since we're on the topic of how you know, one is journaling and one is taking a walk. So these are really good soul care practices. Research shows just 10 minutes of walking or 10 minutes of journaling. It's going to bring restore calm to your body. Something about writing things down and expressing your heart. It's going to steady your blood pressure, steady your heartbeat, and release a lot of the stress from your heart. Journaling also research shows, uh, sorry, taking a walk also shows so put on your shoes, take out, bundle up, put on a scarf, and take a walk. You may not feel good even as you're going. You may not even want to do it. But as you go and take a walk, you will feel better by the end of it. Isn't that true once you go outside? All right. Next question I got is from, okay, let me see. Did I write down her name? Okay. So there's another K name here, which is Karen, okay, or C name, Karen. So Karen had said, she was talking about the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and she was saying that it's really stressful because the things that she wants to do for the holidays is different from her family of origin. So in, in Karen's case, she's married, she has children, she has a young family, kids are really young, um, but it's really stressful because the things that she wants to do and maybe she and her husband want to do, they're different from her parents or her in-laws. And so this is a very common question I get all the time. It doesn't just apply to holidays, um, but especially during the holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving, it's really painful. It's, it's really um, magnified and intensified. And it doesn't help that a lot of images we see are of happy families, big gatherings. And so we may be afraid to take steps that draw boundaries. Um, and because we want it to be a time of peace and joy and all that beautiful stuff, right? So she's asking me what my thoughts were on this and just sharing that. So my response to that, um, because of my own journey, is that um, everybody's family is different and God may be calling you to do something that is very, very, very big and beautiful, even if it's hard, so even if the journey is hard, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Okay, so we all know that when God um, calls a man to leave his parents and cleave to his wife, well, there's another thing that's happening also, which is we are adopted as God's children, okay? And in that journey of being adopted by God, we have God invites us to learn to live in freedom and love. And so especially those who have small families or even maybe you have a, a grown-up family, but you, you, you feel God's calling you now to create some new rhythms of rest for Christmas. You need to move towards what gives you peace and joy. And unfortunately, in some cases, it does mean that it can cause other people 
discomfort. And especially if you have a family, your responsibility is towards your family to be able to create um, memories and a new family God's inviting you to create. So obviously, if there is an ability to do it so that everyone's happy, you know, Bible says, if it's as, as much as it is up to you, you know, do what can bring peace. But in many cases where there may not be a healthy, uh, functional, loving uh, relationships, and that's something that I'm familiar with, <laughs> um, growing up in a dysfunctional, with dysfunctional family dynamics, um, it, it, just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's wrong to, to take steps to establish the kind of family and cultivate the kind of family and, um, that God may be calling you and your husband to do. And some of you also may be having, um, I know that some people are going through divorces. Some people are going through just learning to have a different kind of family that doesn't look the way it might look like to everybody. This is a time where we need to remember what God says in Ecclesiastes. God says there's a time for everything. There's a point of time for everything, a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time for everything under the sun and during Christmas and the holidays, it may be a time for you to move towards being beloved and they, that might mean having to have some discomfort, but still moving towards what gives your family peace, what gives you peace, um, who God's calling you to be. Okay, so I hope that that encourages you. I hope that you know that God sees you. And um, I hope that you're encouraged by today's podcast. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. Um, if you have felt encouraged, if you have questions, um, please post them. Please send them to me. Um, next week is going to be the first week of Advent, and I will start an Advent series, and I'm going to call it Whispers of Christmas, where I'm going to encourage us to make room for a soulful Christmas, your own soulful Christmas, because Advent is really all about waiting, anticipation, Advent is all about accepting and journeying and birthing. So we're going to explore all these different themes. And at the same time, I'll share with you what happens um, this week as I go about and, and learn how to build the life of the beloved. Um, you can support <laughs> this ministry. I consider it a ministry just by being on this journey with you by buying a copy of Whispers of Rest. That would just be a gift to my heart as we, this is a partnership we're sharing God's message of love and rest. Um, as you're putting together your Christmas lists, please do consider and share the message of Whispers of Rest. I put together some uh, gifts, beloved gifts of mugs, beloved mugs, just rest and tote bag. And this was, again, all in partnership with you. I 
um, ask the Whispers of Rest Facebook group to vote for the coffee mug designs. And so it was just so fun. It's so fun to do things together. Totally takes the pressure off because it's really about our kinship. Um, So what you see in the store, the shop is online at cafepress.com slash the Bonnie Gray. You go to my social media feed, you'll be able to see those uh, beautiful mugs. Um, It'd be so meaningful. Um, So important that we all are reminded that we are God's beloved. Um, If you go to iTunes, you can subscribe to this podcast. And so that way you can get it hot and fresh. If you just go to iTunes, just search for Coffee Break for Your Soul or Bonnie Gray, and then you'll see it. And then you'll be able to click subscribe. Okay. And um, make sure that you share this with your friends. If you found it encouraging, I'd love to uh, be friends with your friends and we can be on this journey together. Thank you for your time. I know that time is precious. And so I hope that something in today's podcast has touched your heart. Remember that you're loved, you're cherished, and you're worth it. Just rest. Okay, I love you and I'll see you guys next time. Oh, one more thing. To join the Whispers of Rest book club community that's happening in the private Facebook group, go to whispersofrest.com. Once there, you can sign up with your email and you'll get my newsletter and get an invitation to join the private Facebook group. All you need to do to become a member is to buy a copy of the book, and that encourages and nurtures a community of kindred spirits. You're going to love it. It's an encouraging community and safe community where we can share from our journey as it unfolds. Also, during the week, I'd love to connect with you. So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at The Bonnie Gray. And if you want to send me any of your questions, hop over to my website at thebonniegray.com. Okay, have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. you